Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Funeral Home. Now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. Seven fourteen on the Mike Calder Show. It's one zero two five. The bone. I was telling my wife the other day. I've always loved the Counting Crows. Yeah, I like this song, but I love a lot of their other songs. And we had uh, this guy on the show. What is his name? Adam. Adam. Adam Durich. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. And I said to him, I go, Does it bother you? That I am such a big fan of your music, and I really don't know what most of your songs are about. <laughs> I go, I don't know, and he's like, what do you mean? I go, like, Mr. Jones, I, I have no idea what that song's about, but I love it, and it's poppy, and it's catchy, and it's a great, just a great song. And he goes, that song is literally about everything that I write in the lyrics. He's like, I was sitting in the park with my friend's dad, Mr. Jones, looking at a girl, Talking about it, and I was like, "Oh!" And I go. Sometimes I think there's a deeper, <laughs> yeah. a deeper thing that I'm not, I'm not getting. But um, yeah, I, 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 I love Counting Crows, but I mostly love sad, depressing Counting Crows. Did you ever see there was a um, a, a video like a documentary type thing them recording at Abbey Road? No, where they did like a lot of their songs. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they were recording a new album, but they did a live in Abbey Road recording studio. It was pretty cool. I mean, they sound great. I, I hosted a private concert that they did in Clearwater one time. It was just only to about three hundred people, and they said, "Will you interview the band before the uh, the show for the people?" It'll be a real informal, like, you'll just stand there with the band in front of everybody and ask them. They go, yeah. And they're like, you know, it's like an informal thing. Just They didn't expect me to be like, can you tell us what it was like to sleep with two girls from Friends? You know, (laughs) they didn't want me to get deep on it. And it was only for the people standing there. Nobody was videoing it. And I was like, sure. So I asked them a couple of good questions. And Adam's all like Kevin Smith. You just give him a lead and he'll just start talking. And then I popped around to a couple of different guys in the band. They said, keep it about 15 minutes. At about 14 minutes and change, I knew to start wrapping up. And then the one one guy in the crowd was like, ah, I have a I have Mr. Moderator. I have a question. I looked at him and he's like, maybe you can go around and each of the band members could tell us where they're from. Mm-hmm. And I just I just looked at him and the Counting Crows looked at me and I was like, oh, it's on you guys. I don't care. <laughs> well, I was like I was like, shut up. You maybe you go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you bought tickets to watch them sing songs. Uh, stop, stop trying to. Try, yeah, he cut all the dreadlocks off. He looked way cooler before. Dude, I remember I put a picture of him. You don't yeah. even recognize him. Oh yeah, You're a fat old guy now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was really really a weird look. Hey, whatever. Whatever makes me. Uh, I uh, have the Sporkle stuff. Carmen gave me the audio. I have not listened to it yet. If you would like to take a listen to that. Yeah, I would love to. Um, Again, I think all of us agree that there may be a possibility that Spanish answered, but because you and I were talking and you were guessing while I was messing up, there's a possibility we just didn't hear him. So we're not saying he's lying. We're just telling him, but let's hear it. All right, here we go. Insanity is blank. You get it from your children. Heredity. Heredity. Hereditary. Hereditary. I didn't hear you at all. 
No, it, I, heard I heard him there. Him, you finished before me. Yeah, uh, yeah you, you kind of whispered it, and you started it, but you, yeah, I definitely finished before you. you Here, take a listen. did your dumb laugh? Here. Heredity. Heredity. Hereditary. All that fuss for nothing. What do you mean all that? You made fuss a big for deal. I mean, let's do extra work. I did not make work. a big deal. Oh, oh my apologize god! To apologize to Carmen. Apologize to Carmen. Yeah, you, guys you were should like, apologize you were like, Carmen. huh, Carmen? What? Uh, what? You made her feel terrible. <laughs> Carmen said she heard Spanish. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying what she had to do the about? extra work of getting the audio. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just. She was here on time, and they were late. Yeah, you were heredity. Hereditary. Hereditary. <laughs> sounds like you're laughing in the middle of it. Yeah. Red ha ha terror. But yeah. he did start, he starts, laughs, and then finishes. So he right. did answer. Yeah. Okay, right. he did answer, right, but I answered Byron. first. Yeah. So, GL, good me. job on judging. Thank you. No, Jesus. Hereditary. <laughs> the audio shows that I was 100% you're, uh, correct. But you yeah. didn't even hear your family him. hates you. Which yeah, means they you're not a good hear. judge. Don't leave doesn't matter. Not. Listen, it doesn't matter <laughs> whether you see judge. the ball go in your glove if you catch the game winning out. You should be you able know? to see the ball. If Ooh. you can't see the ball, then there's a huge issue in your Still counts. Baseball. Still Answer counts. Answer the yeah. question like you want to win. Like, <laughs> uh, how do you answer the question? Does it not matter? Does it not matter? It doesn't not matter. Says it with authority. It doesn't matter what you're saying. It doesn't not matter. Yeah. The fact that you can't hear somebody answering is a huge issue if for the judge. That's of a not game true. That involves yes. people answering questions. I not if he still gets it right. Yeah. No, I mean, he luckily got it right. No, you should have seen him, Galvin. You said the answer. He was looking up with his finger in his nose. He had no idea what was <laughs> going on. That wasn't true. You, answered, you true. answered firmly yeah. and appropriately. Thank you. Yeah, I'm on your side on this yeah. one. Once again, Spanish is wrong. Uh, it is 719. <laughs> time to check in with Galvin. He's got today's news. Hereditary. <laughs> what uh, What do we have in news today, Galvin? Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. Take a look at your feet. Oh, man, you need some new shoes, don't you? Uh, what do you got, one pair? One pair of shoes? That's not enough. You need more shoes than that. You need some dress shoes. You need some casual shoes. You need some flip-flops. You need some boots. What if you're out in the mud? What are you going to wear flip-flops in the mud? You can't do that. I, mean, I like the mud in my toes. Oh, well. Then maybe, saying, then, maybe, then maybe you do need flip-flops. Maybe. How about that? I reversed maybe. it on you. Maybe. Stop into a Pelts near you. They have seven locations throughout Pinellas, Hillsboro, Sarasota, and Fort Myers. Stop into a Pelts and make sure you whisper my name, Galvin. Freddie. Oh, Galvin. Oh, don't, don't do Freddie. He's <laughs> not going to get you anything. Get 10% off your entire order. Pelt shoes, a perfect fit. Uh, so Dante Wright, the 20-year-old that was shot after an officer meant to use a taser but mistakenly drew her gun instead, uh, according to Chief Tim Gannon, we'll hear. Uh, so I have the video of the, uh, the stop and where he gets into his car, and she does say taser, taser, but then pulls her gun. We have all that uh, video and audio. And Let then- me ask you about the before that. Okay. So, so it is my understanding... Because there's a lot of rights and a lot of wrongs here. It is my understanding that the only reason that this kid was pulled over was because he had a uh, pine tree air freshener hanging from his mirror, which in some states is illegal. But it's also an opportunity for a police officer to pull somebody over. It's what Dom would call ticky-tack. Well, not just ticky-tack. Ticky-tack whether you decide to give him a ticket for it or not. It is pulling them over so that they could see if there's any other crimes going on in the car. It gives them an opportunity to look in the car, 
talk and see if the guy might be uh, on drugs. You know, if it's somebody they think is suspicious, that's a way for them to legally have communication with them. Although it is very, um, it is very what we're seeing uh, racist because you end up a majority of these people getting pulled over are young black kids. So uh, let's let's if that if that's why they got pulled over, you already have a problem with the police department. But go ahead. Uh, so we have the uh, video and the audio, and you'll hear, uh, you're going to hear from uh, Chief Tim Gannon talking at the end. But uh, here we go. If you look up on Bone TV, here is the video with the audio. Uh, Joe, now how do, you not, not... how do you not start it at the right time whenever I tell you? You I said put 13, yeah. right? Right? Okay, that's 13. Hereditary. Hereditary. <laughs> That's 13. That's yeah. a picture. <laughs> That's right. Let's concentrate on the radio I portion mean, of the show. Just play the audio. Okay. Well, you, without the stuff that's I've seen it. All right. So then here is where the situation happens, where she meant to pull her taser and she pulled her gun is what she is claiming. Here we go. I just shot him. Oh, wow. Yes. As you can hear, the officer, while struggling with Mr. Wright, shouts, taser, taser, several times. That is part of the officer's training prior to deploying a taser, which is a less lethal device. That is done to make her partners aware, as well as the subject, that a taser deployment will be imminent. During this encounter, however, the officer drew their handgun instead of their taser. For informational purposes, we train with our handguns on our dominant side and our taser on our weak side. So if you're right-handed, you carry your firearm on your right side and you carry your taser on the left. All right, well, this let, me, is done. let me jump in here for a second. So let's. there's a lot of things to go over before we get to that. So this kid gets pulled over for a, an air freshener, which is wrong. There, any Anybody, white, black, driving a car, getting pulled over by a, the police for something that is extremely minor like that because their intention is to want to, uh, you know, Run your background, run your plate, and all that stuff, and look in your car, see if they smell weed. All that. any of that profiling is wrong, and they will, and they'll acknowledge that. Okay, <clears throat> so this guy gets pulled over. They this kid, I, they call him a kid because he looks young. How old is he? Do we know? Twenty. Okay, so he's a man. So this man gets pulled over, and they uh, are talking to him, and they get him out of the car because it turns out he has a warrant for his arrest. Do we know what that warrant was for? Mm. I, do, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing that yesterday, but he's got a warrant for his arrest. So he's out of the car now, and there are at least two police officers there, and they are telling him that he's going to jail for the warrant, and they go to put the handcuffs on him. And he does the absolute worst thing that he can do. He breaks away from the police officers and gets back in the car and tries to drive away. 100% wrong. You can you you have you can be scared. Anybody that gets pulled over by the police, I'm as confident as can be. I got a lawyer on retainer. I've got a good driving record. I have a nice car and I still get scared when I get pulled over. I would say 80% of the times I get pulled over which is not a lot, but 80% of those times, the police officer recognizes me and lets me go with a warning. So for the most part, I'm in great shape when I get pulled over. 
still scared. I'm still scared because I don't know if the guy who pulls up is going to roll up and not like me. I don't know if the guy's going to pull up and I remind him of somebody from school and he's going to be angry with me. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong and I don't realize it or I have a, uh, you know, I forgot to pay my insurance and my license is suspended and I'm going to jail. I, I don't know what's going on. So the potential for something to happen is always there and I'm a little bit scared. Can I real quick jump in, Mike, and let you know that he was actually pulled over for having expired registration on the vehicle. Okay, because I was reading stories last night. But then it also says uh, when the officer went over, an item hanging from the rearview mirror was spotted. So that was another thing okay. that they said. You know? So that might have been their entry into the car. But uh, expired expired tags is an absolute, uh, absolute reason to get somebody pulled over. It's happened to me a bunch of times. You, that's why we put stickers on our car. If your car is not registered or you don't have the sticker on the car, it is a reason for them to pull you over. You cannot drive uh, without the car being registered uh, and without your insurance being up to date and all that stuff. So so the guy then tries to flee. You never do that. You never do that for a bunch of reasons. One, it's illegal. Two, You've just made any situation for you a hundred times worse. You have a warrant for your arrest. You have expired tags. Th- those things aren't that. You know, the expired tags aren't a big deal. The tree isn't a big deal. The, now you're now you're fleeing from the police officers. Now they could say you resisted arrest with force. There's so many things they could pile on top of it. Not only do your charges go up, but the money that you're going to have to pay to defend yourself goes up. There's nothing good. That comes out of it. Now you get in the car, let's say, and you drive away, and you're and you get away from the police. Now you are a guy who is who who is a criminal who has fled the scene, and now you have the entire police department looking for you. And they're not playing games. The idea that you're running away from the police to save the situation is absurd. It's never going to get better. You can't be like, oh yeah, they were about to put me in the car, but I broke free. Things are fine now, though. I'm home watching TV because they're going to get to your house before you do. They're going to start talking to all your friends. They're going to. There's nothing good that comes out of that. And I'm saying that now, not just in this in this guy's uh, you know situation yesterday, but any kid listening to the show, any young adult listening to the show, you running away from the cops. No matter how many warrants you have or what you think this is better than going to jail, it's not. It's not because they're going to get you. So now. Now you switch. So, so he's wrong now for go, for trying to get away from them. Now you have this woman, this police officer. I would imagine if you have somebody that has the balls to try and escape uh, you, an arrest situation where if they're being handcuffed and they try to fight off police officers and jump back in the car, that person to me, if they were willing to fight two police officers is more dangerous than we ever expected when we pulled him over. Let me interject again. So Dwayne Wright, uh, or Dante Wright, I'm sorry, had an outstanding warrant for gross misdemeanor carrying a pistol without a permit and okay. misdemeanor fleeing police. Okay. So now you have, now you got a guy who's got a history of fleeing and you got a guy who's got a history of having a, a an illegal gun. Okay. So they know that now when they find the warrant. So he dives back into his car. Who's to say he doesn't have another weapon in there? Who's to say he doesn't have another gun in there? Now, now, the police officer is in fear for her life. She's in fear that she now is going to, uh, instead of a routine arrest, has has a guy who's so crazy he's willing to flee police officers, dive into his car, and maybe turn around with a gun and shoot the police officer. So she is faced with now having to stop him. 
she is not somebody that has the mental capacity to deal with this situation. She is um, she is weak to human error, and she goes to pull her taser. And like you heard the clip earlier, the taser is on one side, the gun is on the other, and she goes to her dominant side, and instead of pulling out the taser, she pulls out the gun, and she shoots this guy. And the guy still drives away, crashes and dies from being shot. And she says, holy S, I shot him instead of tasing him. So she, uh, under the pressure, was not able to do her job correctly, and as a result, he is dead. But if he does not try to flee the police officers in the first place, none of this happens. And we are so sensitive now to say what the truth is because we're so worried about riots and we're so worried about people calling us racist. That officer did not have the mental capacity to do her job. And that guy did not follow what the law is, and he tried to leave, and he put them in danger. They are both wrong. He was wrong first. He caused this. Had he complied with the police officers who who were doing the right thing by arresting him, he had an outstanding warrant for carrying a, a weapon that he didn't have a permit for, or for anything. If he had a... If he had a uh, an outstanding warrant for anything, when they pull him over for expired tags, their job is to take him in. Their job is to say, hey, we were going to give you a ticket for your expired tags, but you also have an outstanding warrant, therefore we have to take you in. That happens all the time. It's very routine for them. And then in the rare case that the person that they're trying to arrest decides that they are going to use violence and try and flee the, the situation, then in this woman's head, she's like, this guy's trying to leave. He's already been arrested for having a gun that he's not supposed to have. How do I know he's not going to dive in that car, get a gun, and shoot me? I need to stop him. I'm going to tase him. But I'm so nervous, and I'm so worried about getting shot or doing the wrong thing that now I have to worry about uh, which gun I'm going for, and I pull the gun out of nerves, and I shoot him instead of tasing him, and now I'm wrong. And I realize immediately that I've also done something wrong. It's a horrible situation. But I, I, I'm sorry. I can't sit back and say, well, you know, these cops, they really need better training and all that. Yeah, uh, look, she didn't she didn't make the right decision under pressure. She is either uh, not mentally able to handle this job, which should be detected, uh, you know, a, a lot earlier than these situations, but sometimes you don't know until you're in it. But without him doing what he did, this never happens. This never happens. And I don't care if this guy was white, black, if he was Asian, if he if it was a woman, whoever it is, if the cops have you in handcuffs and you try to run and get away from them, they're assuming that you're going to hurt them. They're assuming that you're going to do anything that you can to get away from them, and they have to stop you. Because the next move is, and, and uh, you know, it, it, this happens all the time, but, I mean, you look at one of the most famous situations in, in male movies is Dirty Harry. Now, Dirty Harry, they got that guy, and then he gets away from the cops, and he gets on the school bus and tries to hijack a school bus. Now, what's, what happens if this guy gets away from these police officers, and he drives over to a school and grabs a kid, and he holds a kid hostage? Then everybody is like, how did they let him get away from the traffic stop? How did they, why didn't they stop him back then? And they put the blame back on the police officers. You don't know where the guy is going. You don't know if he's that desperate that he'll try to break free from the cops and try to fight cops and drive away. God knows what he's going to do next. He's hitting people with the cars. He's going up and, and uh, taking a family hostage. He's doing something. He's capable of doing anything, and he's shown it twice already. So if you're going to go ahead and say that this is a race thing, you, you're absolutely brainwashed. Now, why they pulled him over, why they pulled him over in the first place, 
I, you know, you could say they pulled him over for expired tags, or you could say they pulled him over because they were racist and he was a black kid. I have no idea. I don't know the personalities of these people. But in the video and the facts that we see and what we know, once his criminal was pulled over, the multiple crimes that you find out that he has, the arrest warrant, the uh, the charges that were against him, and the fact that he tried to get away from them, all of these things are are showing what kind of person you were dealing with. They show him on TV. He's a young, cute kid, and he looks harmless. But he's a harmless, cute kid who was carrying a gun that he didn't have a permit for before, and now he's fighting police officers. So cute only goes so far. Uh, the officer was later named uh, Kim Potter, who has uh, worked for the Brooklyn Center Police for 26 years. Uh, Mr. Wright's uh, death was sparked uh, protest, and a curfew had been declared. And, of course, tensions are high in nearby Minneapolis uh, for the trial of ex-officer accused of killing George Floyd, which that's only 15 minutes away from where this happened. Yeah, but my 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 question is, if, if there, if, if like, I don't know, there's phone lines are open, 727-579-1025. Or eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. Let's let's start with Ryan. Ryan, good morning. You're on the Mike Calta show. Hey Mike, how you doing, man? Good. What's up, Ryan? Um, good man. Been a cop for a long time. Did traffic mostly, um, and I've been there. I've done that. I don't know. Obviously, that I saw the video on TMZ last night. I didn't know that uh, he had died, um, and I didn't know what why he got stopped. It was just a quick thing. That I, that I saw, but years and years ago, they used to have the taser in some departments on the same side, and the reason why is because of this, because it's happened before, where they pull the, the firearm instead of the taser. Somebody who's been on for 26 years should know which side your taser is on and which side your firearm is on. It was during the day. It wasn't 2 o'clock in the morning and you were by yourself. You had, you had backup there. I mean, it's, it's, she's probably going to get charged for manslaughter. Which, which and, I got to tell you, I, I don't agree with whatsoever. I agree that she that she was wrong and that she made a mistake, but I also believe that uh, she did it because of the extreme pressure that she was under, caused by the person that she pulled over. She she didn't want she didn't want to lose her life either, and I think that's a pretty fair expectation that she's going to go to work and come home in one piece. She pulled this guy over. And was doing her job, and he tried with violence to escape. Uh, and he's got a history of having uh, weapons without permits. She doesn't know what she's up against, and if it's her life or his, she's got to look out for herself. Now, now she admittedly, you're right. She, I, look, I, I, right. Think I would have been fine if she would have been like, uh, I, I pulled out my gun and I shot him. I, I, I mean, I, it sucks that she was going for the taser and she screwed up and grabbed her. But if this story was. Um, it had nothing to do with the taser, and this guy jumped in the car and was trying to drive away, and she pulled out her gun and shot him, I'm still fine with that. I'm still fine with that. And and I don't feel like I'm a bad person for saying that. I, I have kids that are in school. What if that next drive was for him to run into that school and grab one of these kids and hold them hostage? What if he... What if he uh, was going to go back and, you know, they chased him somewhere, and in the process he hit three cars and killed five more people? He's causing all of this. And I'm, and I don't want to no see. Threat, though. What's that? There was no, there was no threat though. There, there was absolutely. No how could you? But how do you know that? You don't know that at the time. You don't know that at the time. You're, you're, you're right. a police. You don't pull your firearm. You don't pull your firearm when there is no weapon. Like, and another thing, she, 
She said uh, you have a warrant out for your arrest before she uh, put him in custody. You never do that. That's cop 101, man. You okay, don't, listen you to me. I'm not questioning. Can you? I'm not questioning her. she screwed this up, okay? I'm not questioning at all. What I'm saying is that if he doesn't act the way he did, none of this happens. If he doesn't try to get away from the cop, I, I can't in a million years. I just was saying earlier, all the things that I have working in my favor, all the things when I get pulled over in a traffic stop that I have working in fire, I'm still in fear of the police because they have the upper hand because that is their job to police, to control so that things don't get worse. So, so when she pulls him over and he acts violent, that is when all, all cards are off the table. That is when he when he dives back into that car, she doesn't know what's going to happen next. But if she was in fear for her life, why did she go to the less lethal? If she was in fear for her life, she would have never said taser, 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 be meaning because that, uh, deploying the, the taser is going to be imminent. Because the the... The protocol is to go for your taser first. Is that is that no, not no, right? No, no, not in fear and fear for your life. Okay, but say she's not in fear for her life. Say she's just in fear that this guy's going to drive away. So the protocol is to go for your taser. But she's also worried that something could happen where she could die. The guy could turn around and he can, uh, you know, even beat her up. You know what I mean? So she, out of fear and out of confusion, grabs the grabs the gun. And I'm telling you right now. If you're a police officer and you don't have the the mental capacity to to make that judgment, you're you're you've made a huge mistake and you're doing the wrong job. I'm telling you that right now. But without him acting the way he did, none of this happens. One hundred percent. And obviously, I wasn't there. I'm just, you're just seeing a small portion of the video. There's probably going to be other dash cams uh, or other videos that are going to be they're going to be released. You know, probably from the other the other officers. You can also run somebody's uh, uh, tag, and if they're the owner or um, if the uh, co-signer of the vehicle, you can run their license through, I know in Florida, through the system, FCIC, NCIC, and see if you have a warrant. And if you have a warrant, then you obviously you verify with dispatch if it's confirmed or not and if it's the right individual. So they could have probably knew, hey, they got a registration, they probably stopped them, and then they kept them there to make sure that dispatch confirmed the warrant. And it's a sad situation because, especially in the same state as, as uh, I believe this happened in Minnesota, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. same state. Yeah, same I mean, state, it's, but it's, I... I, I when the George Floyd thing happened, hey, thanks for your call, man, I appreciate it. When George Floyd uh, happened, I watched the video, and it was... It was horrifying. They just, you just watched a man get killed in front of everybody. But I said to Amanda, I said, look, let's, let's wait. This seems awfully cruel that this guy is dying and we're all watching him suffocate. And, uh, you know, this guy's got his knee on his neck. I go, I don't know what he did beforehand. I don't know what the crime was. If this guy uh, stabbed two cops before he or two civilians or anybody before they took him down to the ground, and now they're holding them there with full force, I'm fine with it. If this guy, um, you know, did something horrific before and they need to hold him down there again, I'm fine with it. Then you find out that he didn't. Then you find out it had something to do with possible counterfeit money. And then now you're looking at a guy who is on the ground pleading for his life while they just sat there and watched him die. And I think it was horrific. There is nothing beforehand to make me think that this guy deserved the violence that he went through. Even if he... Even if he resisted a little bit, there was enough people there that they could they could tase him and take him down. But in this situation, th these are 
these are human beings and human beings, and they're going to react to save their own life. I don't know who... There's not many human beings that are going to um, not put their own life and their own families and their own thoughts ahead of... Uh, if it comes down to me and the other guy, I'm going to be the guy that walks away from it. I'm going to be the guy that lives tomorrow. That's that's our inherent uh, reaction. There's fight or flight. We're going we're gonna to do the right thing to make sure that we are the ones who live. Uh, let me go to Joe. Joe, good morning. You're on the Mike Calder Show. What's up, Joe? Uh, good morning, Mike. So my question is, he was taken out of the vehicle and was detained. When him reentering the vehicle, wouldn't that make the vehicle the deadly weapon and give her the right to use deadly force? I, you know, I don't, I don't know law-wise what, what that is, but it seems that that's logical. And it seems that it's logical that if you let him go at that point, uh, if you tase him and the taser doesn't work and he gets away, and we've seen people get tased before and it doesn't work, and he drives away and he hits you know two people on the way out of there and kills them, what do they do? And to me, uh, once he dives away from the police and dives back into that car, it's fair game because you don't know what the you if if it's my if it's my family that's out walking on a, for a stroll. And this guy running away from the police, and he hits them and kills them. I'm going to wish that they did something to stop this guy when they knew what they knew and the way he acted. I'm going to demand. I would be furious. I would say, how did you not do more to stop him from getting away? So, uh, you know. I just think the car is a deadly weapon. Yep. All right. Thank you. Let's go to Mark. Mark, good morning. You're on the Mike Calder Show. Hey, good morning. I know there's all this publicity about this horrible, horrible accident. But there's very little about the cop, I think, in New Mexico that pulled over somebody for a routine traffic stop. Uh, he was on the passenger side. Um, and as the police officer was coming back because it was on the highway, the guy pulls out some type of rifle and kills yeah. the cop dead uh, with, with a purpose. I mean, that's that's what he did. Um, and this stuff happens in the field in the blink of an eye in a split second. And it's so easy for people that don't have the training or have been in that position to armchair quarterback. That happens. But that happens a lot, sir. And also, it also, yeah, you have a half second to make that decision. And also, you in that guy's situation where, where the guy got shot, you don't even know why. You're pulling him over for a routine traffic stop. In this case, you got a guy with an expired tag, and then you find out he's got a warrant, and that warrant involves a weapon that he didn't have a permit for. And, and you're previously like, fle- fleeing officers. Right. You're like, I know I'm dealing with a guy who has a history of of doing this sort of stuff. So now you're approaching it from from an entirely different uh, angle. You're like, I got a guy who may try to flee again. I got a guy who may have another weapon in the car. So so the other thing, the other guy walks up to the car on a routine traffic stop, doesn't know what he's got in the car, doesn't know if he's got two fugitives that are like, well, no way we're going back to jail, and he ends up getting blown away. I I, I can't I can't anyway in any way see how this is causing a riot. I can't, I can't for the life of me. And the problem is, is that so many people are afraid to say what they're really thinking these days. Everybody's worried about getting canceled, about being labeled a racist, about uh, people getting angry with them because they're telling, they're being logical. They're being logical about the situation. Uh, let's go to Jay. Jay, you're on the Mike Calder Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Mike. Tell What's me, up, why Jay? is it every time, every time a young African-American is killed, by uh, a law enforcement officer, we come up the next day with quick ways to dirty the to find the most dirt we can on the African American, and at the same time justify the cop. What do you Why What do it, you mean? What do you mean? Find you, the dirt? You got it. You got it. You, 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 we quick 
to say how bad this guy was. He's a super killer. He's a super predator. He's this and he's that. He like like he deserves to be shot. But at the same time, you're not looking at you got four or five law enforcement officers on one young African American. They got guns. They got badges. They got the law on their side. Mm-hmm. Why is it he has to be shot? Why is a 26 year veteran afraid of her life when she's got all this other backup? Because and everybody, Jay, you want me to answer? You want me to answer your question? No, no, no. Hold on. But I mean, I can let answer me your question. But I, let me ask you a question. You, I'll let you talk. I'm not going to cut you off. I just got to ask you a question. It, it, if you have a guy who is dealing with four police officers, whether that guy is a, a guy, girl, whatever, if you have somebody that's being detained by four police officers, and they still have the balls to turn around and try to break away from them, get in their car and escape, now add in the fact that they have a history of doing that and they have a history of having weapons, how are those people not in fear of their lives? I mean, that's it. Doesn't it how, that's not a black how, and white thing? How, it should is. Should Why? is. If you look back the Hank girl car. If you look back the Hank girl car, they had pity on him and they handcuffed him in the front, and he still shot them guys. If, if, yes. if you look, it's it's a problem. It's a problem where the police officer every time they encounter African American, they in fear. What are they afraid of? That's see, what needs to be asked. See, what are they afraid of? Why are they afraid they of getting so shot? Much when it comes to African Americans. No, no but you, 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 Jay, real quick, you do realize that any traffic stop that the police put their palm print on the back of the car because they don't know what's going to happen anytime, regardless who's in the car. So they have to put the palm print it's on the just, back there. Just like, just like, just like Mike said earlier, when the cops stop him and they recognize him, they let him go. They don't approach him in fear. When they approach an African American. Their approach and fear. Why is that? Oh no, no. Wait, hold on, Jay. I, hold on, Jay. Let me explain it to you. I, I, I would get let go because of my, uh, because of my notoriety on this show. You just I, said I'm, that. You just said when they notice you, they'll let you go. No, no, no. Let me, let me explain. With a it warning. To you. you just said that. Oh boy. Let me explain it to you, Jay. If we can have a conversation, we can listen. I didn't say they, they just roll up and go. Oh, Mike, you can go. Every one of those guys has run my, has run my plate. They've run my, my. Uh, my registration. They've made me show them everything. They've made me wait in the car for 20 minutes while they get their report back. And then they come back and they would give me a, okay, slow down. Because I don't have anything on my record. And also, I'm, I may have been speeding. Do they, do they approach you? Do they do they approach your car with their hands on their guns? Yeah, dude. No, they. I, every cop that comes to my car ever, if there's two cops, one comes to the passenger side window with his hand back by his waist, and the other one comes to the driver's side window, and they both do the same thing every time. No one has ever, ever come up to me and be like, "Hey, how you doing, uh, Mister White Guy? Got pulled over over here." No matter where I am or what car I'm driving. You, I'm telling you that I, I also do the right things. I roll down the window. I keep my hand on the steering wheel when they ask me the for my stuff. Off. Yeah, I turn. I give them the stuff. I'm polite with them, and and I have I to tell do, you, I can do the, I can do the, I can do the same thing, and I can still end up being shot. Everybody, you'll still anybody, be on the radio saying you'll still be on the radio justifying why I got shot, saying, "Oh, he's an ex-convict. He was doing this. He used to do that." 
No, well, he deserves you're, to be but shot. But you realize you're making up your own. You're making up your own story. I didn't say any of that stuff, Jay. You're no, putting words in my mouth. You, I didn't say you, any you, of that. You 100 percent are because you started this phone I'm call by saying, you "Listen to me for a second, though. Listen, you started the phone call by saying that uh, we were saying that he's a super predator, which we didn't say. And Mike just got da- done saying that George Floyd. That was completely wrong. You said that we back up the cops every time. No, the cop and the George Floyd thing was completely wrong. So you started this phone call with two lies. Why are these why why are these cops so afraid of African American men? I don't think it's African American men at all. I think they're afraid of people yes, who is. don't com- comply is. with it the is. law. Because is. that's a that's a better story for you. That's a better story for you to say it's easier cop out. You're not sitting here as an, a man and adult going, Why did this guy try to run away from the cops? Why did this guy who's got a, a a prior history of fleeing from the cops try to flee again? Why aren't you saying that? So you so you telling me so you telling me ain't no young Caucasians being stopped by cops? I guarantee there are. I also think there's young Caucasians getting shot by cops. And I think anybody of any race that's going to be pulled over that's going to try and flee the police is probably going to get shot. And I have to tell you, I'm not, I'm, I'm not uh, dead set against that. If you, are in, if you are in police custody and you try to use violence to flee the police, you are at the highest level of criminal. And, if, Jay, if you can tell me that you disagree with that, I, I, I don't think I could respect anything else you say. You know- Law, law enforcement has so many tools at their disposal to where the only thing that they're using right now is bullets, and that doesn't make any sense. Oh, What's so more, that it, is, is that more, it? You want, to, you want to use the hug? The, the hug is more important than a ticket. It's a not a ticket. More important it's than not, a yeah, ticket. Yeah, and, so, and the cop's life's not important? The, the cop's lives aren't important. The guy, the guy breaks away and goes to get in the car. That, so the cop who's now worried about her life, that life isn't important so to him? The only thing that's going to escalate from this is violence against law enforcement. The only thing that's going to come out of this is violence against law enforcement. Yeah, that's pretty ignorant. I'll be honest with you. That's pretty ignorant. Because nobody can feel safe when they they stop by the cop. That's not true. Nobody can feel safe. That's not true. You comply with the police, and you're not rude with them, and you don't have... And listen, this guy probably shouldn't have felt safe because he had a warrant for his arrest. He was a criminal. He was out there driving around as a criminal, and he do, knew it. The cops can't do their job. They had, that, yeah, they had that, the car. They you're had ignorant. Back. You're the problem. You don't want to face the problem. You just want to make up excuses. It's easier for you to make up I'm an excuse and say racist. No, you're not. You are the problem. It's easy for you to say racism because you don't want to deal with the problem. You don't want to admit when something no, is wrong. It's easy, for, it's, it's easy for you to say it because you don't recognize it because you're not the one that's under it. It's absolutely not true. I do recognize it in the cases where it belongs. But what what the problem is here you're is... Not the, go ahead. Uh, you're not the one that's being... Everything is being applied to. The system has been designed to help the African-American man fail. It's been designed. Listen, to I, help to hold well, back. how about this? And how about now, we how about now, we talk about the situation and, and not the history of of racism in this country? Let's talk about the current situation it, in twenty twenty one. That's where it all. That's where I, it all started from. So let Why me do ask you: you they're stopping them because they got an air freshener. Let, let me ask you: They didn't stop him because he had an air freshener. They stopped them because they stopped them because he had expired tags. They stopped them. Telling you. No, that's what the truth that's you want to make. You. You're the problem, Jay, is you want to keep finding excuses and you want to start blaming other people because you don't want to understand that the situation was wrong. So rather than You need to look at things for what you need to look I, at things for what I, they are. Listen. Cops are not cops are not lethal killing forces, so why are they acting in that way? 
I don't He's even not know the judge means. and the jury and the executioner. That's right. So if you would have just complied with the police and let a judge deal things for you, then you would have been the guy would have been alive. If he would have if he would have got, gotten to the with, judge I stage. I complied with police before. I complied with police before and was jumped on by four of them. Don't tell me. And All I right. was just walking down the sidewalk. So you were walking. You say you Don't were walking down me. the sidewalk and four police officers started beating you up. A cop pulled up. I'm walking down the sidewalk. A cop pulled up on the sidewalk and said, where I'm going? I said, I'm going to the store. He said, show me your ID. I said, I don't have to show you no ID. Next thing I know, I'm jumped on by four cops and being took to jail for disorderly conduct. Don't tell me. Jay, you're, if that's the way the Just situation. Just walking to the store. Okay, let me tell you. If that is the Just situation, walking... if that is the situation and that is the way the situation played out, obviously that is wrong. Obviously, that is wrong. I don't know. I don't know all the facts behind it, and I will tell you. Just believing what you just—I'm listening to you. Believing what you just told me—that is a hundred percent wrong. That has nothing to do with what I'm happened yesterday. You, look, look, look. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you. I'm not. You know, I ain't got nothing against cops. But why do they be in so much fear when they stop African Americans? Why it, they quit? Why are they so quick to grab the gun? You're you're saying that it's African Americans. You're not with them on a stop when they pull over white dudes, when they pull over Asian dudes, when they pull over Indian dudes. Anytime they walk up to a car, like Alvin said earlier, they don't know what's going to happen on the other who's side of the car. Who's being shot? Who's you, being shot? Who's who you're reading? Who you're seeing on the news? The narrative in this country now is they're dividing us, trying to make everything racist. This is not a racist situation. This it, is not a this situation. This situation is not racist. This is a this is a guy they pulled over for right reasons. They were going through the motions the right way, and the guy did something and the wrong. The cop made a mistake. The guy and did. The cop the, made a mistake. The cop only made the mistake when the guy tried to take off. If the guy didn't take off, the cop never reaches for a weapon. Come on, Jay. That's common sense. They I'm not, had him listen, out the party. He should have been had cuffs on him. He. They were he trying to put. Watch the video, Jay. They were trying to put the cuffs on him. That's when he broke away. Look, let me let me just tell you something. We can go back and forth all day. I'm not stupid, Jay. I know there's a lot of racist people, and I know this. I know this country has been going through uh, a change for a while, and and people are are trying to wake up and they're trying to see. I've I've learned a lot over the last couple of years. I grew up in a predominantly white area. I grew up where uh, all our cops were Irish and Italian guys, and I know what's going on. I see how it goes. And as a person, I think I've done more over the last couple of years to put myself in other people's shoes to try and understand a little bit more of where they're coming from. And I get it. You probably have gotten harassed. You've probably been stared at when you walk through a store before. It's awful. And you have to individually try to change these things. You can only be responsible for changing yourself first and then trying to change other people. I get it. And there are situations with the police where it's it's entirely racist, but I don't believe this is one of them. I believe in this case, this poor guy would have been alive today. He would be in jail, but he would be alive today. And then he can go before the judge and the yeah. jury, and he can have his day in court. And I think us screaming racism at this one is not right. When it's racist, I'll tell you it's racist. I'm I'm not, I'm not always perfect, but I'm I try to be uh, as honest as I can with everything. There are situations where there's racism right, well, prevailing. All I all I think if the the cop with 26 years of experience, she should have had more more in tune with what she was grabbing. If she meant to grab a tailor, she should have. Had a taser. It, it was a mistake on his part. It was a mistake on her part. You know, either way, a life is gone. A young, a young life is gone. No, ain't no telling what he would have turned out to be. We all do criminal stuff when we're young. We yep. come out 
we grow out of it. We, we, we become productive members of society. We need to stop killing these young men. We need to find a way to um, just get, reach them and let them know that there's life out here worth living and you can live good if you do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. I, mean, I do. And I agree with you on all of that. Lives. Things are going the wrong way. When, when you got people that attack the Capitol and then they're getting off with misdemeanors and then you got people that's being stopped for a traffic violation, being shot, something's wrong here. You're you're you're, you're absolutely right, and and uh, I'm I'm fully for anybody uh, at the Capitol to, to get everything that's coming to him because that was one of the most embarrassing things this country's ever been through. Hey, I I, I understand your anger, and I appreciate your call, and I appreciate you having a good conversation without cursing, so we didn't have to hang up on you. Have a good one. All right, Paul. Look, I get it. I get the frustration, and I and I think that there's uh you know years of of racism and things that have gone on but i don't think that this applies in this situation i think that this is comes down to a lot of times what it usually comes down to is two human beings neither one of them want to one doesn't want to go to jail the other doesn't want to die and uh that woman in, in her choice that police officer um by pulling the wrong thing you know is is horrific but without him trying to flee the situation and trying to leave it never happens it was wrong on his part and it was wrong on her part if she doesn't have the mental capacity to know which weapon she's grabbing, she's in the wrong field. She shouldn't be a cop anymore. Like that's she dumb. definitely shouldn't be a cop. Like anymore. you're over with. She that. definitely shouldn't be a cop anymore because she can't be trusted now mentally to go out and do the right thing. Because like when you watch that video, the other police officers, there was another cop on the other side of the car. None of them had their weapons drawn. Yeah, yeah. too. So it's like but, you listen. Know. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, there's no need for the phone calls coming in to me to argue with me on whether or not she was wrong. She was wrong by discharging the wrong weapon. Um, but I, but I'm going to tell you, and I'm not going to change, and you're not going to change my mind. If she would have just pulled her gun and shot the guy, I still would be defending it because he is a criminal with, and they have the knowledge that he's a criminal that has a history of fleeing cops and having weapons. So in her mind, this guy could have another weapon, and he is going to do what he did before and try to flee the cops. And now it's her job to protect the rest of the citizens by stopping that guy. So if you're going to call and try to argue with me about that, don't. I don't care. I'm telling you that's my opinion. You're not going to change it. I think he was also, I think Jay was just called. I think he was trying to speak to the larger issue where you were talking about this specific incident right. and what happened at this traffic Look, stop. Look, he's, he's, I get his frustration. Yeah. He's probably been through so many things. He's probably been profiled. He's probably been, I don't, you know. I don't know what the situation is, him walking down the street and getting uh, stopped and jumped by the police officers. I'm not going to say it didn't happen either. You pull, you pull over a guy and tell him to give you ID, and he says, I don't have to show you my ID, and then they don't like that he's getting lippy, and they beat him up. That's a, that's a possibility. And it's also why he's so angry and why he knows that some of these cases are purely racist. I don't agree that this was it. Uh, I have to jump in with some good news. Yay. Uh, it is uh, almost 8 o'clock. Two oh seconds. God. Yes, here we go. Honey, dough. This hour's phone bonus keyword is big. Text big to 70123 before 15 minutes past the top of the hour and, and go, go get, get your, your thousand, thousand bucks. bucks. Sponsored by Furman Ford. All right, text the word to 70123 and do it uh, so that you can uh, text it and still listen to the show. It takes you two seconds. Uh, let me go to uh, Greg. Good morning, Greg. You're on the Mike Calta Show. Hey, Mike. Um, I 
love your show, my man. I'm, I'm up here in Minneapolis. I know they will call into the Soul Brother Kevin show because I'm listening to around at the time, but I heard you guys this morning about what happened here in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota with the shooting. Um, the last call that I called in, I, 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 I want to say I, I understand what he's going through his, his thought pattern, but I will agree with you. I do not think that it was racist, um, a racist no, incident. But I will tell you that policing is done differently when it comes to African Americans. I work in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Uh, that's where I have my barbershop. Right. And I have cop clients. And we've talked about the George Floyd case, the Flandreau Castile case, and this is kind of new, so we haven't talked about this case yet. But I will tell you that even the cops in my town, and Eden Prairie is a very affluent area here, uh, I had been pulled over um, one day because I had a loaner vehicle. Um, Eden Prairie police officers pulled me over. I, completely honest, I did everything I was supposed to do. I turned the car off, I had my windows down. This is 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Traffic everywhere. Field officer pulls me over. I'm nothing but respectful. I'm a Florida boy. I'm a born and raised. Right. And I tell her, this is a loaner car. She goes, okay, just hang tight. Before you know it, two more squad cars come speeding up. I immediately call my fiance and say, hey, I'm going to come home. I think I'm about to go to jail for something. The officers got their car putting on gloves and um, holstering their guns. And I'm sitting in the car. I put my hands behind the headrest so they can see, like, I'm, yeah, I'm no threat to you. I had to call the fellowship where I got the lower car from. As everything's getting solved, she's checking on my story. She's calling the fellowship to make sure this is a lower car. The officers are still like flashing guns out. Uh, people filming the whole thing. When it was all settled, I knew I was okay because they turned their backs to me and they started holstering their guns. What happened? She didn't know I heard her say, well, I just had a lower vehicle from uh, a local dealership because they were working on my car. And because I only had the paperwork to the car and not the title, she assumed the car was stolen. What I heard her say to the other officers was, guys, man, I thought we had some action. So she called back up before even running my, uh, my, my license or anything. I gave her everything. I did everything I was supposed to do right. When I told my police officers that I cut in my barbershop about it, every one of them said she overreacted. And there was no fear at all. Like, I was yeah. completely respectful. There was, I, I let her, I wrote on the windows so they could see inside the vehicle. I did everything the right way. But I cannot explain to you how I felt in that moment. I thought that I was either going to go to jail or I was going to get shot because she assumed because, and I hate to jump on the race train, but it was only because I was African-American. Because in Eden Prairie, these soccer moms right here with the Escalades and the Range Rovers have screamed and yelled in these people's faces, how dare you pull me over? How dare you do this? And they sit there and they're like, man, I'm sorry. I, okay, I, I understand. I know. I've seen I videos. I've seen the videos. I don't get that same treatment up there. And no. the thing is, I, when it comes to police officers, and, I, and I'm sorry, I don't know. I know your names on the radio station, but I don't know the faces. The gentleman who was speaking to your last client, um, uh, I'm sorry, no, you're like, I'm talking about barbershop. The last guy who called in, when he said um, the guy had told two lies and he called in, I understand that the guy maybe got his words mixed up, but one thing that I, as an African-American, can understand, and my fiance being Mexican, can understand, we do get treated differently. And I will hope that you guys are smart enough to realize that that does happen. I'm not yeah, Yes, but listen, let me, let, me, let me agree with you. First of all, I, I know, I, obviously I know that's the case. And I've told this story before. I used to have a Mercedes with 
blacked out windows and I know Tampa pretty well, so when there's traffic, I like to cut through any neighborhood I can to avoid the traffic. And when I go through the lower-income areas in the Mercedes, I get um, uh, I got pulled over. And I knew that the only reason I was getting pulled over is because I was in a nice car in a bad area, and they thought that I was either selling drugs or buying drugs. Yeah. And and I, it's a, just a fraction. I'm, let me say this, because I don't want anybody going, oh, now you know how it feels. I don't. But it was a fraction of knowing what the prejudice is like and and getting pulled over and I was furious. I could I did everything right. They told me I ran a stop sign. I I said to the cop, I've been you've been following me for a mile. What idiot would run a stop sign when the cop and they said, "Well, you rolled over the line. You're supposed to stop before the line." Like I know what they were doing. They needed any excuse to look in my car and talk to me to try and figure out who I was and why I was driving in that neighborhood. And that to me, and it was just a fraction of what you have to deal with. And I get the frustration. Now, with you, you add in the fear of uh, you can also, like I knew that I, no matter what, they were going to they were gonna talk to me, but I wasn't going to let it go. And with you, you have to worry about getting shot on top of it. I didn't have that fear of getting shot. So I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But, but you did the right thing. You like, I have a, I have a overzealous cop. I'm not doing anything wrong. She's called for backup. And you're like, I'm going to do everything I can to get through this awful situation. And then you have the opportunity to go down to the police station. You have the opportunity to file a complaint against that police officer. And you have the, you have the opportunity to do anything you want to do because you're still alive. This guy decided to fight his way away from police officers who were trying to put him in handcuffs. And he ended up dead. And that is his fault. So I'm not going to say that there's no racism and there's no prejudice when they're pulling people over. But in this particular situation, the fault is on the guy. And that's all I'm trying to say. And in this day and age, people are, people are afraid to say anything without that they're afraid they're going to be called a racist. I'm sure there's people listening to the show right now going, that's Mike, always taking the cop side because he's a racist. He's a terrorist. I'm not. I don't particularly love police. I know a couple of cops I like. I know a couple of cops are douchebags. I remember the names of every cop who's ever wronged me or my family for the last 20 years. I remember the guy who pulled my wife over while she was five months pregnant on a busy 275 uh, traffic to make her get out and put the sticker on her car instead of saying, hey, dummy, you forgot to put the registration sticker on. You're a pregnant lady. When you get to work, put it on the uh, car. No, he made her get out and rush hour traffic in the middle of the morning and put a sticker on her car on the highway. That guy was an asshole. So I know that there's bad cops out there, and I know that there's good cops out there. But in this particular case, which is all we should be looking at, because when you start bringing everything into it, oh, he, this, they were racist for pulling over. They weren't. They pulled him over because he was had expired tags. And then they, then they find out he's got a warrant. And then they find out that warrant's for uh, weapon-related and fleeing the cops. They got somebody now that they're dealing with that could be a potential high-risk criminal. And they did what they had to do, and, and, and the only mistake here is that woman saying that she fired the wrong thing. I, I'm, again, I'm going to say that would have been fine if she just shot him. Yeah, I completely agree with that, and I actually have a few police officers coming in today for haircuts, and we, we are going to talk about it. And what I try to tell my police officers is this. At what point do I, as African-American, have the right to fear for my life? I don't know what kind of data officer has. You know, I mean, you pull me over, you have the gun, you have the vest, you have the second gun that's no yeah. uh, mandatory up here, Minnesota, my right is down there. You have the ability to call backup. You have a button on your belt. If you're a canine, so at least you're a canine on me. 
But I'm in my car with shorts. And I know you don't understand you know, <laughs> what's in my car. You don't know what you're walking up on. Right. But at what point do I, as a guy who's doing nothing wrong, have a right to fear for my life? And Fernando Castillo's killed up here. I went to work the next morning, and it was an inquiry officer just doing a routine ticket with his lights on when I got the highway. And I almost had a panic attack because I saw lights. Yeah. And I got so upset, I called my mom back in Florida, and I was angry that I got upset. And the thing is, with a lot of young African Americans up here, I'm an older guy, I'm almost 50 years old. I try to talk to the guys up here, especially the young black guys. I know you're upset, you think the cops are targeting you, but you cannot win on the side of the road. Yeah. At that moment, that officer has complete control over you. Get the ticket, do whatever you got to do, go to court and fight it. But don't sit there and mouth off and try to find it. There's nothing, there's nothing good that's going to come out of that. You know, my father taught me at a young age when I got my driver's license. He said to me, let me just tell you right now, no matter how fast your car goes, you'll never outrun the police. And I was like, I don't know. I know a guy out of Corvette and escaped to Jersey one time. He goes, that's not what I'm saying. He goes, you'll never outrun the police because there's too many of them. You try to run, they just call ahead, and there's somebody waiting for you when you get there. It's never going to work out in your favor. Do You want to live? Comply. They're, at the end of the day... If they're if they're good people, they're just human beings, and they don't want to die either, and they don't want to die because they did the wrong thing. Oh, I'm going to be trustworthy, and I'm going to let this guy get back in his car, and then all of a sudden he turns around with a shotgun and shoots the the lady. She doesn't want to have to find out about that. Comply with the police officer, and you live. Hey, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Keep up the uh, the discussion, and uh, you know, and, and listen. All I pictured was you sitting there in your shorts in the car as I rolled up to you. <laughs> Thank you, God. I appreciate it. And the only way things are going to change, man, is if we have discussions about this. It's going to change. I agree 100%, man. Thank you. Appreciate the call. I, he's he's right. And I'm not I, – I, I will say this a bunch of times. I'm not always right. I'm not perfect. I say things, and then sometimes three days later I go, oh, I don't know, maybe that was a little – I'm constantly learning, and we all should be. And uh, I, am, I watched uh, the press conference yesterday. I watched a video release. I watched – uh, a bunch of news on it last night from different news channels, different perspectives. And, you know, I, I saw them interviewing Trayvon Martin's mother this morning on, on CNN. Entirely different situation. And when when you turn this into now, we're going to talk to Trayvon Martin's mother about uh, violence against young black men. That's only, that's only making this a, a, a much worse situation. Because this is not a case... Where they were like, uh, Trayvon Martin was eating Skittles and walking through a neighborhood and some lunatic uh, wannabe security guard ends up uh, shooting him. That's an entirely different situation. In in this case, you have a guy who's a criminal who's getting pulled over, who's done wrong, who's got a history of doing wrong, and he won't comply with the police officers. That's it. It doesn't. It's, it's black and white. It's right there. All the facts are laid out right in front of you. Uh, let me go to Nick. Nick, good morning. You're on the Mike Calta Show. Hello. Hi, Nick. Yes, this is Nick. How you doing, man? Good. What's up, buddy? All right. So I have a situation, a story that I can kind of relate because I agree with you about compliance. You know, and I know that's nine tenths of the law. I'm a young mixed male. I'm 28. Uh, my father's white. My mother's black. And uh, I had a situation back in November where basically the cops were called uh, for a Baker Act on me, and I had an AR-15 in the house, and. uh had I not complied, you know, I probably would have became another statistic. You know, I would have been yeah. another kid that, you know, the way I handled it, I mean, I, you know, I was talking to the negotiator lady. There was SWAT outside. There's 30 cop cars in the neighborhood. You know, I had guys with AR-15s that rest at me, you know. So, I mean, you know, and I know, 
you know, I'm somewhat of a military enthusiast. I have a lot of friends that served. So, you know, I was aware of how they were going to handle the situation. So I handled myself accordingly to, you know, about yeah. the business because you know they just have a job to do at the end of the day. And yeah, they're, they're but they're taught their procedures for. are to protect them and to protect you. But they're going to protect themselves Absolutely. first because they don't want to die. So they're going to go ahead yeah. and look out for themselves. So don't do anything to scare them because they're human exactly. beings. Yeah, like I never brandished my weapon. I never said anything towards the effect of that. You know, it's just they had that information prior, so they came with you know about it or so, which I understood. But I was very front forward with the lady saying, you know, I feel cornered and I feel very vulnerable right now because, you know, it's like a dog. You know, you yeah. throw them in the corner, you scream at them. They're either going to bite or piss on themselves, you know. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to pee that day, you know what I mean, part yeah. of the language. But, you know, I was just like, you know, it, that's the thing because just being a young black male and being up against it too, I've had situations where it went both ways. I've had good cops and bad cops. I've gotten simple traffic tickets that no problem, go about your day, have a good day, you know. Yeah. But then again, I wasn't, you know, I had nothing to hide. So some of the times that's, you know, where people get screwed up because, you know, the paranoia kind of takes flight, you know, and then it turns it's, into it's, not it, being so rational. And listen, being it's paranoia and it's, and it's the media. It's the media now Absolutely. turning this into race, 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 race. So now, I mean, I, if I'm a young black kid, I'm more scared now than I ever was before because I've heard so many people say that in the last couple. Like, I, I think, oh, my God, every time I get pulled over, there's a chance I'm going to get shot now. Well, that's not, that's not very likely. That's not very likely. No. And, and, and everybody's saying it now. And if you're the one person to go against it or say, well, well you know, then all of a sudden you're racist, too. It just, it's unfair. Right. I appreciate your call, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, look, I, I talk about on this show all the time that I have guns and that I, I am a gun enthusiast. When you pull me over, if you listen to the show, you probably assume I have a million guns in the car from the way we talk. Chances are I probably don't have any, and if I do, I have one so locked away I couldn't even get to it if I wanted to. And when the officers ask me, I tell them. I tell them where it is. I, I had one time when I had the Porsche, it's point I tell you this because it's so low to the ground, when I had the Porsche and the cop walked up to the passenger window, he, the first thing he said when he looked in, he's like, I assume you have your concealed weapons permit? I said, yes, I do. And he said, okay, because I can see your gun. Will you reach down with your two fingers, pick it up by the handle, and hand it to me? And I said, no problem. And I went very slow, and I handed it to him. He said, is it loaded? I said, it sure is. And he uh, unloaded the weapon right there, and then we carried on with our conversation. That, that's what you do. I didn't go, yeah, no problem. Let me grab it real quick. And then, you know, you don't do anything to make them feel like they're going to be in harm's way because when it comes down to the two of you, you know, they, they're they going to want to survive. Hey, look, I know uh, there's a bunch of phone calls here, and we're going to kindly ask Dom to join us tomorrow on the show or later in the week if we can because he's usually here to take your phone calls. But this is obviously um, something that everybody wants to talk about. I don't want to keep running over the same argument, but I definitely know that talking about it uh, helps. And if anybody wants to get in, you can keep trying, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. But we are going to end up being way behind, so let me take a quick break. We'll play some commercials. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 